Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is The Sharp Edge, a sports conversation for the sports betting world. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Featuring legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. How much that do-ray may be for? Aaron Coscarelli. How dare you? She's a nice lady! And Scott Seidenberg. The Sportos, the Motorheads, Geeks, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. This is The Sharp Edge. Welcome into another edition of The Sharp Edge. I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined as always by legendary handicapper Brandon Lang from BrandonLang.com. Aaron Coscarelli with us as well. Aaron off this week she'll be back with us next weekend she's like volunteering her time uh reading to some kids the, the, the woman is an absolute saint uh but anyway she'll be back with us next week as we'll get closer and closer into conference tournament time in college basketball and the nba playoffs the nhl playoffs here before we know it a reminder subscribe rate and review the sharp edge wherever you get your podcast from it goes a long way into helping us continue to help you and speaking of helping people brandon your plays have been on fire our listeners might remember last week's episode when you talked aaron and i off of betting baylor and on to betting kansas we took kansas in the under and we hit both plays on Saturday, that was a part of like what eight straight wins, but this heater has continued. Yeah, I came on last Friday, and and uh, you know the week before UCLA Saturday came back, got it done over Washington. Uh, Sunday, most everybody won with Cal at home plus plus six six and a half over um, Arizona State. I of course had to take a push on the game. Monday night, Kansas just destroyed Iowa State. Uh, Tuesday came back, I believe Dayton. Got it done over VCU Wednesday, South Carolina with the miracle cover for me. And then Thursday, we had Arizona State, their business at home, uh, getting it done at Oregon. So we were setting it four, you know, four, four, five in a row going into to, to, to Friday card. Uh, went to the NBA, 75 dime winner on the Pelicans. And then Saturday, uh, Kansas was the, was the 100 dimer. So going into Sunday, um, loved East Carolina early against, uh, against Temple. But I didn't want to use another 12 o'clock game, so I, I went for some, you know, I went for USC that just didn't show up against Utah. That broke the the, the streak of uh, going for seven in a row. But then Monday night came back with Florida State blowing out Louisville. Uh, Tuesday night, Bowling Green plus one at home over Akron. Destruction. Wednesday night, got lucky. But when you're this hot, you get lucky with Virginia, minus two and a half, hitting a three with two seconds to go against VTech. And uh, covering the two and a half, winning by three after blowing the 26-11 lead at the half, and then last night was the was the cherry on top of the Sunday. Um, you can't, you can't, you just can't discount um, 61 college games last night. And I hand everybody uh, the biggest underdog on the entire card that ended up going on and winning the game outright with Cal at home plus the eight and a half, wire to wire, blowing out number 21 Colorado. 76-62, I believe the first win in who knows how many years uh, over a ranked team for the Bears. So uh, we're going for winning day 12 of 13 today, five in a row. I go to the NBA where I'm looking for NBA winner number six in a row. I'm 10-3 and three in the NBA this year. Um, $10 betters made close to seven grand last 12 days. It's just uh, you get in these zones, Scotty, and you just you, you see the board with some clarity. And it's, you know, it's fantastic because 
Super Bowl week, as I said here on the podcast, I went uh, two and four, releasing a basketball play each day that I released Super Bowl on Tuesday didn't look good. Then I came out of the Super Bowl and uh, had a good little run of like six and two. And then I lost four in a row. And since losing four in a row, we've gone 11 and one. We're 18 and nine in the month of February with the push on, on Caliber, Arizona State. You can't beat that, buddy. You cannot beat that. And this is the right time to heat up, too, because, you know, conference tournaments are right around the corner. March Madness will be here before you know it, and that's when all eyes will be on what the plays will be once the brackets come out. So this is the right time to heat up. And I love when you said you're just seeing the board right right now because that's something that you know a lot of handicappers and sports bettors don't uh, always factor in. Sometimes when you're in the zone, it's not just about having a feel for the game. It's about spotting the right numbers. And when you're reading the board, when you're in the zone where you're just reading the board correctly, you're you're giving out numbers or you're projecting numbers where it doesn't match up with what the books are actually throwing out there. And that's when you're finding the advantages. Uh, what was it a couple of weeks ago? We had Maryland as a dog and they win outright. And, and that's one of the games where you looked at Brandon and you're like, there's no reason why they should be a dog in this game. And then they come in as a dog. And what do they do? They win outright. Uh, yeah. Similar situation could happen tomorrow. Maryland is at home against Michigan state. Very curious to see what that line's going to come out at. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I think it's going to come out Maryland, like minus, minus three and a half, four. I got something in that, in that neighborhood, but let's just work off the platform of, of, of Cal last night and what defines, cause I had a couple of buddies call me up and say, dude, I, I got to tell you, you've made some great calls this year, but that, that one on Cal last night was, was unbelievable. And of course I turned 57 years old today. So it, it, it makes today that much better, but you know, seeing the board, Cal was coming off the blowout loss at Washington, 87-52. They lost by 35. But you, you, you see that, and you get value against the 21st-ranked Colorado, but you don't see that the game before, Cal beats Washington State outright, 66-57 as a five-and-a-half-point dog. They got their win on their road trip. They laid down against Washington in Pac-12 games at home this year, and there's seven conference home games. They're four and three straight up but an incredible 7-1 against the spread. They knocked off Washington State, 73-66, Washington, 61-58, Stanford, 52-50, and Oregon State, 69-67. Outright, 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 outright. There are three losses. Oregon by five, which was a one-possession game with like 30 seconds to go. Arizona's the only team that blew them out, beat them 68-52, and they hung around and got the cover against Arizona State. And I sat there looking at the game, so you get a Colorado team coming in, having just lost outright at home. I'm always a big proponent, for anybody listening to this podcast right now, when you get a double-digit favorite that loses outright at home, and they're playing their next game on the road, and they're laying seven or more, take the home dog. It's the hangover effect of a favorite at home losing outright. Uh, now, did I think Cal was going to win the game outright by 14? No, I did not. But I said at the end of my analysis on the game, I said um, Cal's 4-0 against the spread. Um, I said the difference was on the glass in the first meeting um, where Cal went into Colorado, lost by 6, 71-65 as a 16-point road dog and shot over 50% from the field in Boulder on the road. And I said, I expect Cal to clean up the glass and stay inside the number all night long. So you see the board, but you got to trust the board. And the biggest thing this time of year 
is you've got to trust your eye test because I've watched so much basketball, college basketball this year, and I do it every single year, that eventually at this point in the season, Scott, you see the board because you see, you've seen these teams play and you get a good feel and trust in your eye test. We'll go back to last Saturday with Kansas. If you have watched Kansas play lately, they look like the best team in the country. If you watch Baylor play, yeah, they got the gaudy record. Yeah, they got the winning streak. But they don't pop off the screen like Kansas does. And Kansas basically dominated that entire second half. Basically dominated the whole game. And um, that's where watching games all year long this time of the year really helps. Yeah, how many times I mean, you and I talked about it on the podcast that uh, Yudoka Azabuke was going to be the X factor because he had such a bad game in the first matchup when Kansas lost to Baylor. He comes out and has 23 points and 19 rebounds and dominated that game for Kansas over Baylor. Yeah, he's a beast. He's a beast. He really as is. long as he, you get him and Dotson playing playing the way they are, but I'm listen. I'm they they lock you down. They lock you down defensively mm-hmm. and. There, it's going to be interesting to see how this this tourney plays out for your for your number one seed. Dayton's now up to number four in the country. I don't know if if they breeze through their conference tournament, you get a loss. Could Dayton potentially be a one seed? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so because I think I think both Kansas and Baylor will be one seeds, and then I probably, even though they lost, I would give San Diego State. If they go through the remainder of their schedule, they probably would get a one seed, and Gonzaga would be your fourth number one seed. So I, I, would, I don't, I would, you would have I Dayton would, over San Diego State. I would have Dayton over San Diego State from the standpoint that Dayton's two losses at Colorado, who was ranked at the time, and at to Kansas, and so your other loss is to a number one seed in overtime on a neutral floor. If San Diego State had lost on the road at UNLV, that's one thing. But to lose at home as a double-digit home favorite, that's a red flag. If Dayton wins out and San Diego State isn't impressive, I I firmly believe you could have the Zags, Baylor, Kansas, and and a sneaky Dayton team as a one seed. As crazy as that sounds, brother. I I do think San Diego State and Dayton will be in the same bracket. They'll both be in the East. They'll both be the one-and-two seed. So it just depends on, you know, which one you're going to put as the one, which one you're going to put as the two. Being in the East is not that bad for Dayton because obviously they're in Ohio. Being in the East kind of sucks for San Diego State because you're a one seed potentially and you got to travel cross country to go to the New York region, even though your your first round game will probably be, uh, I think it's in Sacramento is the first round uh, game that they would play in. Anyway, first two rounds. But that's besides the point. Let's look at this board for Saturday because it's a really busy board. A couple of top 25 matchups, including you have uh, Kansas-Kansas State matchup. Not ranked teams, but there's bad blood there because of the brawl that occurred um, when those two teams faced last. You got Penn State against Iowa. That's a top 25 matchup. You have uh, Maryland and Michigan State, which we mentioned before, a top 25 matchup. And then other matchups that are intriguing. Uh, I think Duke, Virginia is intriguing, even though Virginia is not ranked. They're still 20 and seven. They're still uh, a championship team. And that's going to be an interesting game for Duke to go on the road. Oh, and I forgot to mention Auburn and Kentucky matchup in uh, Rupp Arena in the SEC. Bro, I've I have called Duke overrated all year long. I've said it all year long. I've called them all Duke overrated all year long. 
uh, going to Wake Forest, lose, give up 113 uh, to Danny Manning, a losing Wake Forest team. Uh, they went on the road and struggled at Boston College. Um, you know, it, it, it's awful hard when, when, when Duke is held in such high regard that the fall from grace is, is something that you – you have to keep an eye on and their fall from grace is, is, is absolutely huge. I think Virginia is in a great spot uh, in, in that game. Interesting what that, if Virginia is going to be a home dog there, interesting what that line is. Another game that jumps out at me is don't think San Diego State's just going to waltz into Nevada and beat Steve Alford in Nevada. Um, Nevada can play. They can flat out play and being 14 and straight up at home, um, Keep an eye on Nevada getting probably somewhere in the neighborhood of a seven number in this one, potentially. Um, this is a Nevada team that has won six in a row um, at home. Uh, blowout wins over Air Force and San Jose State. And, and uh, went on the road and beat that Rebel team by three that just beat San Diego State and New Mexico by 14. And uh, don't sleep on, on, on that one uh, with Nevada catching hopefully something above a seven number. What about St. Mary's giving Gonzaga fits? You see anything there? Well, of course, that's a huge revenge game. That's that's last year's WCC Conference Championship final. That St. Mary's beat them outright, mm-hmm. and that's that's a huge revenge spot. Problem is, it's on the road. Yeah, um, Gonzaga is so tough to go against at home. Um, I, I, you know, and again, that line's probably going to be. 18, 19, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at what Gonzaga was laying against the BYU team, which is similar similar in stature. Um, I think that that line, Gonzaga, was laying 13 to BYU, beat them by, they beat them by 20, beat them by 23. Um, that game was single digits in the in the second half before the Zags pulled away. Um I think you're going to be getting somewhere in that neighborhood, maybe 15. The Zags last night were free money. They absolutely destroyed. I think they played San Diego and won by like 40, laying 20-something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm anxious to see what that number is. Again, doing the podcast on Friday, we have to basically kind of gauge that St. Mary's is on a nice little uh, four-game winning streak. They lost to Gonzaga at home by 30. Um, you know, that's I think Gonzaga was a little pissed off. First meeting since the WCC final, uh, West Coast Conference final last year. Um, so that'll be it. That'll be an interesting one. Um, another game that I that, that I looked at. I, I'm not going to touch Auburn and Kentucky, um, but uh, but but probably to me the most intriguing game on the board is Seton Hall and Marquette. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm anxious to watch Powell go at it with uh, with the kid from Marquette. Um, the score. Um, I always forget his name. Uh, the guard for Marquette is averaging 20. Is it Howard? Powell. Yeah, Marcus Howard. Marcus, but Marcus Howard. Mm-hmm. He's averaging uh, – to watch him and Powell go at it, I think it's going to be great, a great battle. I'm interested to see what that number is. Penn State's missing their second leading score, I believe. Struggled to cover the number last uh, – last, I think, Tuesday or Wednesday at home against Rutgers. Now they're going on the road to Iowa. If I was laying less than a five number there, I think you got to take Gars in Iowa over uh, Chambers and Penn State, and uh, you're getting value there with, with Iowa, something to keep an eye on. You, you mentioned Kansas. Kansas State, the bad blood, picking up the chair, whacking the kid over the head, getting grabbed before you could do that, suspensions, yada, yada. Um, I would not go against Kansas right now. Mm-hmm. I just – I would not. But regardless of what the number is, regardless of what they're doing, I mean, you look at you look at Kansas. They have now covered six games in a row. Uh, they've won like, – 
14 in a row since the loss to, to, to Baylor. Um, I don't think you can go against him right now. You just got to hope that you're laying a, a single-digit number. Uh, they were laying eight at TCU. They were laying seven and a half at Oklahoma State. They were laying seven and a half at, at Texas, laying four and a half at Oklahoma. So if you get something less than seven, I think you just continue to ride ride Kansas in that one. Let's go to the NBA Saturday night primetime matchup Rockets and Celtics from uh, TD Garden in Boston. Last time these two teams met uh, a couple of weeks ago was the Rockets winning by, I think they won by 11, right? 116, 105, something like that. Uh, both teams eight and two in their last 10 games. The Rockets, of course, with that small ball lineup, chucking threes left and right. The Celtics have been led by Jason Tatum, who has been an absolute beast in the month of February. Uh, the line's not out on this game. I would expect the Celtics to be a slight favorite. Do we like the Rockets as a road dog or the Celtics to come through at, the, as, at home here? Well, jet lag. You know, jet lag, you go from West Coast to East Coast. I mean, they just finished up playing Utah, won the game outright um, two nights ago uh, as a five-point dog, 114-103. Uh, they've covered now five in a row. Um, so they came out of the all-star break and had four straight on the road, T-Wolves, Lakers, Blazers, Utah. Uh, went three and one straight up, four and zero against the spread. Um, took the Lakers to the to, to the wire, as you said at Houston, lost by eleven. I think in this situation, the Celtics return home, back at home with the way they're playing. I think that the number's less than three. You got to ride the Boston Celtics. And for Sunday, the marquee matchup of the day is the Seventy Sixers at the Clippers. No Embiid, no Simmons. I think it's LA all the way here. Yeah, under the posted total. I don't I don't know how the, the Sixers are, are going to score in this one. That number's probably going to be 14, 15. Um, big, big, fat number, but I imagine that total is going to be 210, 211. Uh, Clippers definitely playing some fantastic basketball. Went down to Phoenix, got it done, uh, covered a big seven-and-a-half number, and then turned it around and coming back home. They play Friday night, as we're doing this podcast right now, against Denver, anxious to watch that game tonight with the Clippers minus five-and-a-half against Denver and then uh, turn around and have an day off for the play on Sunday. I'd play under the post total. And let me give you a little hockey love here. Uh, I was on VEASAN last weekend, and I said bet the Rangers to win the Stanley Cup at plus 4,500. Now, why did I say that? Not because I'm a New York homer, Brandon, but because the Rangers are the hottest team in the NHL right now. Uh, they've won nine of their last 10 games, nine straight on the road, and ever since Igor Shesterkin took over in net, he went 9-1 and one as a starter, and it reminded me of what happened last year with the St. Louis Blues, who had the last place record on January 3rd. They call up Jordan Binnington. He goes 24-5 and five as the goaltender for the Blues, and they ride him all the way to the Stanley Cup. Now, that plan for the Rangers kind of took a hiccup because Shesterkin was involved in a fender bender in New York City this past week. He's going to be out at least two weeks. He has a bruised rib injury, so we don't know when we're going to see him back between the pipes. But the Rangers keep winning without him. They've won the last two games with uh, Gorgiev in net. Henrik Lundqvist will be back in net as well. They play again here against the Flyers on the road uh, on Friday night. I mentioned they've won nine straight road games. They're now two points out of a playoff spot. If the Rangers continue to be the hottest team in hockey, find their way into the postseason, and Shesterkin comes back to be their goaltender at the end of the season, riding him into the postseason, I'm telling you right now, plus 4,500, you're not going to find a long shot that has a better chance than the New York Rangers. Shesterkin, I buy all my art at his gallery. He's my man. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, bro. You, 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 hockey's all you, bro. I'm knee-deep in, 
I'm knee deep in college too. That's your, um, that's my birthday gift to you is to to throw four, plus forty five hundred there. <laughs> I just can't wait for big baseball. Time. I honestly I can't wait for baseball season. I love handicapping baseball. I love doing my baseball play of the day. Uh, last year successful positive units. Uh, I I just I can't wait for Major League Baseball to start. And I love what I'm seeing by everybody beating the Astros every week. Well, uh, it'll be interesting. I just uh, got back out from Arizona spring training. My boy Tommy, uh, my boy Tommy, my best friend's a sports agent. He's got uh, Brett Phillips of the Royals. He's got the setup guy for the White Sox lefty who just signed a $16 million deal. Is it Gunner? Is it uh, um, Tall Lefty? He's their number one setup guy. Um, he's got a bunch of great group of guys. And, we went to one of the Royals games, talking to the Chiefs scout of the Royals. It was just fantastic. So I agree with you. I'm a big baseball fan, and, and I like baseball as well. So um, so there we go. Um, last but not least, I always give you that dog of the day. I always give you that that, that, that dog that I think can, can hang around and, and, and make people nervous on the card, and it's going to be Nevada over San Diego State. Take Nevada, Steve Alford, and the Wolfpack plus the points for San Diego State, 8 o'clock Eastern, Saturday night. I love it. All right, Brandon. Enjoy the rest of your birthday, brother. All right. Thanks, kid. There he is, the great Brandon Lang. Head to brandonlang.com for all the plays and the packages there. Be sure to subscribe to The Sharp Edge wherever you get your podcasts from. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll be back with you with another episode next week as we get closer and closer to conference tournament time in college basketball and the baseball season will be here before you know it. Until then, stay sharp. 